dad bod rap pod we're here we are not watching the dim debates because we smarter than that dim debates <laughs> i'm i'm tired of dim debates my name is dim one uh struggle rap art tour host for the program i am joined by a co-host with the most mr nate leblanc hey everybody uh i just has anyone ever thought it was like democrat one um have you ever gotten that Thankfully, no. Okay. Um, I'm not a rapper for the DMC. Did you DMC. ever do any like albums called like Demographics or anything like that? No, like, did you and, lean into it. No, and and I, but I chided Zilla Rocca for not doing Zilladelphia, right? So I I haven't lived into my namesake um, <laughs> as much as I should, perhaps. But um, you know, us rappers are are a weird breed. Um, but yeah, we're we're here. It's summertime. Um, the world's gone crazy, but there's new records out nate there are a lot of new records out uh 726 was quite the release date yeah um we yeah. have chance mm -hmm. ybn corday mm -hmm. uh medallo by uh crime apple and dj mugs, mugs. Mm -hmm. um e40's new record yes. practice makes paper yeah and there's one i'm forgetting that was kind of a big deal uh oh yeah what is the one my Spotify new release thing doesn't I say no. Well, I, I they, they're never giving me what I want. I have to go in and search for everything. It's like they'll it, put chance weird. at the very top, but everything else is just like you down. find it. Man, I thought there was oh, uh, Mister Emmer Effer X and Esquire, which which came out. Uh, I was surprised you were a little bit late on that one. That no. came out a couple weeks ago. No, it didn't. It, it totally came out did. Twenty sixth. No, it didn't because I heard it and I was like, Nate is not going to like my take on this record, and it was a while before. They, he put a song out, but the first day I had access to it, but it, we, I could be wrong. I don't I like, you know, know it. We will not quibble over release yeah, dates. Yeah, let's not quibble uh, over the dates. We can quibble over other things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, let's uh, quick recap, just because, you know, uh, we fucking love new music. Uh, Chance. Hated it. Hated it. Um, I am a big acid rap fan. I loved Coloring Book. I actually own a three. I was about to say you got a three. As you noticed in my house one day where yeah. we report record the podcast. I don't wear it, but I do own it. Um, he made the three more famous than Steph. How could you not? <laughs> he made the Yankee hat more famous than the Yankee <laughs> can. Um, yeah. He, I, I, on this record, I feel like I am now one of those people who feels the way people felt about him from the beginning interesting which it's too happy-go-lucky mm -hmm. it's too juvenile it's too christian it's too scattered um too it, much monogamy yeah it just uh it's not a good record interesting that's, that's the problem okay it's also not a debut album because like you know calling coloring book a mixtape is just semantics <laughs> um acid rap i could go 10 days is clearly a mixtape right but, um, right yeah it's a little silly with the the release semantics and if there's been some really thoughtful articles i want to give a shout out to craig jenkins his article in vulture um today about the chance album is really good okay yeah uh, it's called it's out. called uh this uh chance's new album is the sound of settling wow. and it's it's a very interesting take on like okay. what you know marriage and success I'm about to say done. that's a marriage play in there totally okay. yeah okay. and he's he's a brilliant writer Absolutely. and Absolutely. Uh, cultural critic so uh, i appreciated that piece um who else? Someone else had a really good article about it, but I can't remember. Mostly it's Twitter threads and people just Twitter, reacting Twitter, in real time. Twitter seems not to enjoy the record, and which well, always, always piques my interest. Yeah, when somebody who has previously been kind of a darling, when folks turn on them. And that, that actually made me want to check it out more. Uh, it's a lot of songs. 
so it's I'm too long. Yeah, I I feel like anytime you do the kind of like massive song dump, I'm already kind of a little bit against it. In that now you're make you're turning it into Marshalls, where I've got to kind of like sift through shit to find the tracks. Seventy two minutes. I, I I really like what I like. Um, he does lean into his his happy rap bright um zone, but what helped me under <clears throat> kind of understand where maybe he's going with it is looking at it through my son who has been to date more of kind of a pop punk alt rock kind of fan got into coloring book a little bit and i shed a little tear of joy because it's like one of the first records that we can grab yeah that we can both relate to and he was like well i like this better than coloring book and i was like hmm okay so i i went and i and i gave it you know the kind of proper like oh let me listen listen to this um chance is brilliant when he's brilliant and he's corny when he's corny and sometimes that's on the same joint and it, it it's like line by line yeah is it's this a good reference is this not a good reference yeah it's just it's so amazing that he can have such great ideas and such things that are insufferably corny um in the same space so there's four or five tracks off of it that i really <clears throat> that i really dig and i um and I, you know, I think I relate to it on the level of this is the type of stuff that Kanye doesn't make anymore. Um, he really does a good job, I think, of capturing a kind of late registration vibe, if you will. Uh, and so I feel that the best moments of it are like my favorite Kanye moments. And then looking at it through kind of my son's lens, the worst moments, I think, are him appealing to something um, that we're just not tapped into. It it kind of has like a panic at the disco, um, ultra shiny pop feel. And it just, sometimes it just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, dude, I was just listening to Gucci Mane. What happened? Totally. Like, I, where I, are we at? I think he thinks when you make your real album and you get your budget, you shine it up. And it's like sure. down, down to the um, graphic design yeah. of like the kind of like, uh, it, is it a, bedazzled cd yeah i don't know exactly is that a kanye reference too though because it made me think of yeezus right you remember like the i do yeah yeah the the non-album art of yeezus right right Um, so uh, i mean here's the thing and i'm gonna sound like an asshole and i didn't put this on twitter intentionally because i like to say my asshole quips for the show (laughs) where they're Uh, less retweetable yeah where they're less retweetable and you gotta work for it um (laughs) i think chance's really interesting album is gonna come and i don't wish this on the man when his relationship and his faith are in crisis like when he is not so settled in the world and i'm kind of on this like i've got my baby mama and god is with me and everything's great that is going to be a really interesting record. Um, until then, I think we're going to get Sean Mendez features, and and that's that's just where we're at with Chance right now. Fair enough. I I'm willing to leave it there because I want to argue about YBN Corday, which we I had to jump in. Why the, you being to uh, the uh, why why you being like that um, about Corday? I, I am the resident uh, YBN Corday apologist on booster. the podcast. I've yeah. been. You've been a booster for early, yeah, though. Got on early when yeah. you put out the um, old neighbors uh, song, which was a response to J. Cole's middle child. And um, before that, he was just like it, we we as old people are so confused by the rappers with the three letters in front of their name. Because there's other YBNs. There's Yes, there's yeah. uh, Namir and one one other guy. Yeah. Um, and they, they're a crew like that's. Oh, that's, that's OK. What, that's there's affiliated. Is. It's yeah. like ASAP. 
Yes. Okay. It, got it. It's. I think it does fall directly in the shadow of like a, an ASAP okay. kind of style. Okay. Of the ASAP mob. Got you. Um. I don't know that there's a yams like figure like grouping everything though. Okay. I think it's just three. They were kids. Like yeah. Kind of. I mean, they still look and, about twelve. Yeah, but yeah. Kind of like uh working off of one another. Okay. So anyway, I just I just think he can rap, and I I don't have For a sure. problem with it being kind of a nice guy record. Sure. Like I don't have a problem with that. I like regular person rap, and like. I really enjoyed his um, appearance on, I think it was Jimmy Fallon. He's got uh, Questlove backing him up. He's going back to back on uh, like little bars with Anderson Pack. He's he's charming. And I think he's going to be really successful. And part of me is like a, I'm buying stock as a fan. Like early, I got in early. I was really excited about this record. I watched his freestyles. He has a great LA leakers freestyle. Like mm-hmm. he's just like, and he, I heard him on sway this morning. He's good with the media. He like, they were all these kind of gotcha questions about other rappers and stuff. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not answering that. Right. Like, he's right. smart. Yeah. He's just like, yeah. he's a really sharp person who can rap. I just, I like the his, way he raps. His, his double XL freestyle was, was dope. To, um, yeah, that was that was a funny one because it was him, uh, Rico Nasty, Blueface, and da I Baby, forget, and Megan the Stallion, yeah, and like four in, in other his weird little dudes. one. It was um, it was uh, Blueface, Rico, and then one other person. And it's like she c- came off great. Like she looked scary and like wrapped her ass off. YBN mm-hmm. did kind of a middle of the road thing, and then to have Blueface come out and do his weird like not even knowing where Where's the, the beat? beat is and yeah. just like saying words thing was just a very a really stark contrast it's like we have a lyrical rapper here a lyrical rapper who's also has this sense of showmanship and the macabre right in rico nasty and then uh, ybn corday and then blueface is just like blurt yeah yeah <laughs> that 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 was a whole fun thing but yeah, yeah i i i am not i am not anti-corday um i i recognize the talent and i also feel like um you know his album is a lyricist trying to run a full-length album album. I just feel like I've seen that movie before, and he's trying to figure it out. I think there were some some moments. He's got a song called Bad Ideas uh, with Chance that I think is really good. Yeah, do you know uh, that song is essentially a remake of My Block? Of My Block? Uh, Scarface. Oh, interesting. Yeah, the, 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 the music is essentially... Oh okay, and my, then they and block. then and then they take the and Chance the, references it during his verse. Okay, they make reference to it, so it's like if you were actively DJing, that would be a great little intro set. Oh, run those back I to see back. what you're saying. The drums are saying. a little bit different, but it's the same uh, 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 piano sample. And 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 kind of the the lifting the Gil Scott Heron um, on the hook was cool. Um, I I liked. I liked a couple songs that I liked. I think the my thing with Corday is, yeah, I'm not sure how you're much different from uh, J. Cole, who is who is much maligned for doing similar things, and that's kind of what by me. Like yeah. I don't, I yeah. kind of don't like J. Cole. Like, yeah. it, and it really seems like something I should like, but I find him boring, and I just, uh, I just don't with YB and Corday. I just think the lines are written a little better, and I'm not saying it's an A plus album or a ten out of ten album. I'm saying like. It lived up to my expectations of someone at his phase in his career. I, and it's I, not like an Earl where you're like, holy fuck, well, like, this guy's going to take over the no, world. No, no. It's like, it's like a, this is really good rap. It, he's, he's a good rapper. I think um, the challenge for all good rappers and all good you know, crafts people, I think, is the perfect setup for him is the double XL, is the LA leakers. Whenever that guy tries to go and do a full length, 
there's a series of pitfalls that happen every time. And I was just listening to his record going, oh, yeah, they told you to rap about, you know, a rough time in your life. And this is you, the spitter, rapping about a rough time in your life where there are certain rappers who rap about a rough time in their life. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm like, I'm right here with you. It just it has that kind of assignment like, hey, why be in? You know what we need you to do is we need this is the one where you're rich and you rap like you're rich and blah 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 blah. So there was a formulaic and we have like kind of like the the 80s and 90s version of that is like here's your R&B song, here's your reggae song. Mm -hmm. We've often talked about that, but I think I kind of think, and you can feel free to tell me I'm full of shit. You, I feel like you kind of decided that before you listened to it and then found it. That's all that, and you know that's with a with a review of a record. It, that's could always be the case, right? Like you could walk in either way. You could walk in and say, I'm going to like this record and right. you'll probably like it. And you could say, I'm not going to like this record and you probably won't. I do have a bias against that type of rapper trying to sell me 12, 15 joints. I go, you, you're going to have to show me something other than what I've seen in your freestyles. And right. what all I'm saying is his skill shows up every time there's a couple joints He's going to have to do he's going to have to make a some type of a, a curveball for me to like really be like, oh, man, why be in? I hear that. And I guess the the second part of what I want to say is your construction of that implies that there's some kind of producer or like Svengali like mm-hmm. assigning these things. And in my little bit of research that I've been able to do, I don't find that to be the case. I do think these are his ideas and these are his ways that he's able to express them at this current and point. and and it got him over the line like i mean people there's, are there, digging it dude. there's 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 always people involved yeah. you know what i mean no and there's I, a team and, i'm not saying yeah, there's not and, a team and he is clearly trying to fit into he's he's creating a lane right i think they went into meetings and went you know you had j cole now you have ybn and he's going to create his own lane. And, I, you know, I hope that the music grows and excels. I'm just always curious that, of that thing of, like, y'all swear you didn't like when Cole was doing it. But now, you know, this kid's I, I, doing it. I saw it your, and, your tweet about that earlier. And yeah. I, di- I, I get what you're saying. Like, someone told me, like, I should like this because I like this. Like, this is the same thing. Was it Algorithm? It, was it a guy named it, Algorithm? It was a modern funk artist that I can't name. And then they were like, you should like this. You like Plant Life. Right. And I'm like, to me, those are totally separate. You have decided those are the same. Right. Like they're both funk in like the most loose conception of the word. But to me, right. they don't have anything to do with each other. And, you know, I only like music that I connect with emotionally. Right. Like I'm not sitting there going like, what a great rhyme scheme. I go like, I feel this. I like this. I, I can sure, connect with sure, this person. Sure. So it doesn't. J. Cole doesn't have anything to do with YBN Corday. They're not. They might be rap colleagues in a few years, but like. I don't. I don't see how liking one or the other really and, is, and you, is and, anything. But you, you've decided he's like J Cole, so people who like J Cole should like him, and vice versa. Um, it, you shouldn't. I just. I. I'm always looking for like, why don't people see that? It's more of a question of like, they, oh, they don't, y'all don't rap yeah, the same. Y'all though. don't see that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 they both use. Um, and I'm gonna get real rappery right right now. Is they both uh are suite of cadence rappers they they don't create any of their own cadences they know all the current ones and they use them in different arrangements they have you know they're dipping from the same bag of material that's like yeah i don't deal crack you know i have some some commentary on different things so 
normal, normal guy. Yeah, normal guy stuff. There's similarities. If you don't see them yet, that's fine. When they come out with a father and son album, I'll be here. <laughs> I'll be here to remind you. Let's talk about uh, Crime Apple. Okay. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was the best album released that day. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm a big fan of his. Muggs is killing, killing it. the game killing it. with these dark, moody, cinematic like um, kind of sweets that he cooks up for each rapper. I love the narrative that they went to Columbia to record man, it. Man. It and just, you can hear it. Yeah. it's yeah. I, I, I'm four listens in where I've probably listened to each of the other things once. Right. Um, I, there are a couple of things, and I've seen people mention this in reviews and on threads, where he's not the best beat writer in the world. He oftentimes is like, um, there's in particular, there's kind of a double time moment where it's like, was that the best place to do that on this particular <laughs> song? And I'm not a technician <laughs> right. kind of person necessarily. I love a, a rhyme exercise, as you and I have discussed many times. Right. But um, I, he has one of the sharpest pens in the game. These beats are sure. incredible. It's a singular project. I, I could see myself listening to this many times and get, keep un, unraveling layers about what it means and what it is and catching references and Google translating. I was about to say, are you on your Duolingo kind little, of like, oh, bit. what is Camisas? Yeah, um, I know what Camisas are. It has to go a little <laughs> deeper than that. But yeah, I'm clearly I'm not getting every every uh, right. reference in Espanol. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I, um, I'm also a big Crime Apple fan. I am not a fan of the slow dark as much as you and Dave are of yes. the slow and dark yes. uh, movement. But I, I really respect it in the sense of, I always like when a producer and a, and a rapper create an atmosphere. So you don't like happy, normal guys and you don't like slow, dark drug shit. So what, what do you like? That is that, a, those that are is, the two things that are available. Those are the only choices. Right those are the only choices. You're right not going to go for a Christian uh, married guy. So what is it? Yeah, like where do where do I land in between that? Yeah. Um, you've you've got to have you've got to have some weird mix, and we'll in the next record we'll talk about. I think okay. has a little bit of both. Okay, but um, yeah, I, I thought I thought it was for this new almost like subgenre, very well put together. You know, this is a time where I think we're going to look back in five, six, seven years and be like. That was a period of mugs time. Mugs was a, sun, a subgenre, or are you saying like mugs, rock marciano? Yeah, calm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's clearly kind of kind of that. Even I would even alchemist, lo- alchemist, Griselda. yeah, Griselda. Like this really dark. People are really experimenting with these super slow tempos, um, and that's interesting to me. And so I, what I heard Crime Apple trying to do on some parts, and maybe this is the parts you're talking about where he kind of it seems like he gets untethered. Um, and you guys tried to meet me for this last time, but I believe it even more now here in the record. It's it's a little bit book of Makami. It's a little bit of like, oh, run on sentence over a beat with no drums. And he's he's putting his own spin on it, though. It's not like straight up copycattery, but he's kind of he's experimenting with what if I don't use a negative space right here? What if I just keep and and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But um, I feel like I love his trajectory. I think his best record is still in front of him. Uh, completely. Um, He's a young artist. This is a legitimate person who had never had an album before. He had EPs and mixtapes right, and right, stuff. Like, right. This is an album. A, a whole in, in a in a whole kind of concept. And like, okay, yeah, they 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 went to Colombia. Um the the Spanish influence, again, I you know, I hate to say it and people get pissed at me, but like they have to be looking at Makami and going 
we're gonna we're gonna infuse they're selling the vinyl for for 50 a pop they are looking at him he's he's influential that's all i'm saying he's, he's influential he's in very this, influential but in they lane. are contemporaries they are they are tilling the same field i would put i would put hami out a little in front of him in terms of he's 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 bringing this to the game and i'm not even a huge fan but i understand that this cat is is doing some really interesting things i think crime is on that wavelength and i think you know that hopefully down the line my only knock on him and i wrote a review of his last um his last record wet dirt for needle to the groove was like it's the hook game it's like the song some rappers are not good at that structure I'm i'm my thing is always like say nothing (laughs) <laughs> Let this beat ride put in a little melody, put in your little samples of like right, kids right. talking in the town square in Colombia. Right. Like right. it's fine. You don't you didn't have to do this. We don't need this eight bar refrain that doesn't really add anything. So totally. Yeah, so that would be but but a solid record, perhaps I think when it's fucking dark outside and forty five degrees, I'll not, I'll, a, I'll not a summer record, clearly. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll revisit that. Um what is a summer record though is practice makes paper. Um, legend by the by the legend the god e40 um and your question is like well what do you like i like something that mixes the light and the dark on the same something that has uh 54 guests i i like to keep it in the 54 to 65 (laughs) range that's why i fuck with the chance record no i love that e40 puts so many people on but i really want to listen to him rap the ones that's I gravitated my, my towards, the ones I gravitated towards on the record are the ones that yeah. are just him. I I have a little pithy phrase that I use all the time. There's no such thing as a bad E40 and be legit record. Oh, no. I've never heard no. one. Yeah. I love their interplay. I like Stressmatic on the hooks because he's not trying to do too much. Yeah. He knows his place in it, and he's just a hook guy. It's yeah. so interesting because he's it. a whole ass rapper. Totally. But like no, but E40's just like E40 has a lane for him, and he yeah. just like he takes gets in it. there. So I, I did enjoy the record. It's just like everything since like Revenue Retrieving, where yeah. it's like I like some of these songs. I don't like others. It really depends on how I'm feeling about the guest. He's sure. brilliant. I could listen to him read the phone book or right. Warrior Stats from the 70s <laughs> right. or any number 28th of things. 28th album. 28th album. 28th good album. He's He's 50 plus right now. Yeah. And I feel like once rappers get to this stage of their career – um, it's it's a lot like the tribe record where I go. The bar is just not embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like your fa- whoever you think is hot right now, if they can make a not embarrassing record when they're fifty, fi- come and come and talk. Yeah, to talk us. to talk to us at that time yeah. because E forty is still making stuff that is super relevant. People are super into it. Yeah, as yeah. as they should be. And so whenever whenever I see a, a 16, 17 year old that knows the words to a song made by a 50 year old that is you've inverted the kind of raucest <laughs> like trajectory right 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 so he's he would be the closest thing that we have to like legacy rock groups right like a, a metallica or the stones or something that especially as a forever. beverage entrepreneur he's the cabo oh. wabo uh david lee roth or what it no sammy hagar sammy hagar of, of, uh, of uh, we have a bottle of equarenta sitting right here absolutely so um, shout out to the the businessman also practice makes paper excellent fucking title he always has a good title yeah. I, yeah. I fucking love e40 i uh, this is stupid but this is my life i listened to it while i was cleaning the bathroom of course so i was Ooh. like yeah like just you know it's great background music i didn't totally absorb it i'll listen to it on headphones sometime and like really take it in but i i fucking love e40 i will like i, I always yeah. listen to his it, new records it's, it's an addition it's, it's kind of nice it's not for records 
It's yeah. just one record. Like usually yeah. he puts out these fifty song blocks, and I'm like, dude, it's gonna take me a couple weeks, like to get through it all. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah. then you'll get a surprise where you're like, man, he's, he had really good chemistry with Gucci Mane. Like who would have right. thought? Like, right. Uh, G Easy completely ruins a fucking song on there that I just it's hard for me to get over. And I'm trying to get the G Easy. I'm gonna guess that Young Gerald is not gonna make twenty eight good records or in one his, in his I mean, career. <laughs> yeah, I I I feel like uh, I can't. He, the institution. I feel like he tricked them into like accepting him. Like you think that so? thing where it was like too short, E40, missed a fab, and then this fucking guy at the last game at Oracle. Well, it's like, how did he get on that well, stage? Well, Nate, let me let me tell you how he got on that stage. Uh, he's really popular, man. He he is he is the the white visage visage of the Bay Area sound, and rappers know that shit. Like yeah. that's the reason why Iggy Australia got so much attention because they like rappers know that shit. Like yeah. that's that's gonna. That's gonna move. A, Nobody cares what we think about. Used you. to mean something. Yeah, it did. It did. But uh, you know, alas, we are in 2019. Um, All right, let's talk about briefly because we're kind of running over here about this uh, Mr. Esquire record that did or did not come out last Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Motherfucking Esquire. Um, I I thought it was, I thought it was a good record. I liked. Um, he has a song about his love for the hose. Um, <laughs> and. A, a couple of more joints. Um, I remember going, why isn't Nate talking about this record yet? And I just remember feeling that way for a week. So yeah. I feel like it came out a week ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I, a fan of his. I think he's really talented. I don't get why our milieu doesn't talk about him. I think he got kind of cursed in his career by having an indie hit with Huzzah. And people stopped paying attention. And he's had three records since then mm -hmm. and i think they're really good and he's the only rapper i can think of that's nerdy like nerdy as fuck like he right. has a long right. song on his thing two records ago about earthworm jim okay he's <laughs> he's hood sure like he's like sure. prostitutes and malt liquor and right. all that good stuff right and he deals with like emotions and life shit in an sure. extremely like soul-bearing way and isn't that what we want from artists like that's right. what i want from artists i want a multifaceted well-rounded person and someone who can um i don't want to use the term code switch but express different sides of themselves all while rapping at an extremely high, high level. level no i, get, like, I, I that, get you that's why i, I don't get why he's more he's not more my now and, and i don't want to say more popular because an artist like that is not going to be super popular but he's not a pop artist he doesn't he's, he's but within our raw. with within our lane no yes. i think it's about within the question. Like underground hip-hop yeah within our lane um he he doesn't have the place that you might think he would and i remember um in that kind of hazard era really kind of digging into what he was doing because to me kind of the the vibe that uh griselda carried into the future i used to look at him and go he is the guy that is holding the wu-tang kind of cards in, in terms of this like uh, a stream of consciousness um, street rap nerdery like he was really writing that and yeah I'm not I'm not sure what happened I feel like um, anything that touched Das Racist was like kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> got just didn't end well for anyone yeah yeah it kind of got it kind of got washed away or, or something I will say uh, Heems had a really good beat or a good a good moment on the song Bangladesh from uh, the Ural Droog album that looks like 
a pack of Swishers. Okay. okay. I can't remember what it's called right okay. now. That was the last thing I heard. And then apparently the other guy in Das Racist is like a Me Too yeah guy, yeah like yeah and and and, and also has a book out girls and oh didn't you send yeah us that so from LA? i was i was in i was in the last is bookstore that the in la the molester guy or whatever it is that he did i don't know what he <laughs> allegedly did. sorry cool oh, yeah. ad if you didn't do it yeah. um yeah, no, he's, no he's one got, laughed at my joke when you sent Kool Aid's book, and I just sent back a picture of the Kool Aid Man. I, I laughed internally. <laughs> I was like, "Does he know who Kool Aid is? Does he?" Of course I do. He's yes. at the Combo Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Yeah, which again, yeah. they kind of fucked their shit up by having a novelty hit. Yeah, and then people would not take them seriously. Their yeah. music is actually all over the place. Yeah, and they actually were like kind of good. You I remember. Will, I remember will thinking meet that people who are huge fans of theirs who think like it. they were. They, but that's but the blog rap era. It's a blog rap era, and I think uh, Esquire kind of got caught in that, even though he wasn't trying to be as like ironic and tongue in cheek as as some of the other stuff. Um, and so yeah, I, I've always been curious as to why he's he's not more widely known. Or he's accepted. not in the conversation, and that's what that's what I think is interesting. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of I'm curious to see what this record will do, and and maybe kind of catapult him um, in into a space. But I also know as a as a as a rapper too, I I hate when people ruminate on why I'm not more. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, hear right. a song about that. Yeah, I just I'm yeah. thinking about that. I'm not saying he's thinking about it. Uh, hopefully and, not. Yeah, hopefully I, not. I have no idea. Um, yeah, so we, we've covered a lot of the new releases and you should go out and check them out and agree or disagree with Nate and myself. Um, Dave is not here, by the way. He's not just sitting in the corner, not talking. Dave, Dave speak Dave's, up. Dave's in London town. Damn. London is calling. I've been waiting <laughs> to drop all my puns when he gets back. Jeez. All right. Shout out to Tea Time, Dave. Uh, we are here <laughs> holding it down. We have... For the interview on this episode, we have uh, Don Will of Tanya Morgan was Who just could not have been cooler. Yeah, I really super enjoyed cool. talking to him. Super cool cat. He's got a new record out. He's also got a podcast. Is kind of a, a comedy adjacent uh, rapper, and so yeah, d- very dope, and insightful, and DJ, yeah. and DJ. Uh, so a little we, bit of a longer interview than you might be used to um we just kind of kept going yeah but it was it was it was dope vibes we weren't trying to like sometimes with these interviews we're kind of like holy shit can i get out of this what <laughs> how do i and then dave and nate look at me like damone fix it you're the host host yeah. it up buddy i'll be yeah. on my phone yeah so um no this was one that i d- i didn't have to pull an audible to get out of we really enjoyed the conversation so here is our interview with don will Right, Dad Bod Rap Pod. Always have dope guests. Today is no different. On the line, I presume from Brooklyn, we have Don Will. Um, y'all might know him for his solo work, also his work with the group Tanya Morgan. How's it going? Pretty good, man. Just over here watching these uh, candidates duke it out. You know what I'm saying? The clown car debates. <laughs> Watching, watching them try to try to roll out reparations real quick. <laughs> See what I'm gonna get. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you if you had to bet, not kind of like where your political leanings are, but if you had to put money on who's gonna be the Dem nominee, who are, who are, who's your money on? 
man, nobody right now. I don't have it's it's I mean, it's it's a free for all. There's so many people and then like to be completely honest, I know that it's one of those things like it's gonna sound crazy, but <laughs> I can't even believe I'm saying it. Marion Williams Marion Williamson is like saying the wildest shit and is getting a response. Yeah. yeah. And we just we just live in that time, man, where like Emily Warren to me, like right now, Emily Warren or Bernie Sanders are the ones that have the most logical sound. Like they, they're right. the people that have the people actual fuck with ideas. Them. People are, I'm sorry. Yeah, they have actual ideas. They have plans with like they have plans with um benchmarks and like you can check boxes and figure whatever. Marion Williamson's up there sounding like Foxy Brown on affirmative action. People are just like, Yes. <laughs> yes. That shit is wild, man. <sighs> yeah. yeah she has the playbook from last time to show what works. Um yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy to me. I'm actually glad we are report- recording our podcast tonight so I don't have an excuse to watch the debates. Yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah, I, I didn't know what was happening until I got home. Like I I just saw people tweeting about it coming in, but so you know. as someone who's like uh, involved with comedy these days, do you do you look at stuff and look at it as like material? Are you like checked in like that? Um, sort of. Yeah. You know, like I'm I'm always. I mean, I'm I I do a um I do a comedy show every Monday mm-hmm. every Monday night and look at at this place called Littlefield in Brooklyn and. As being a DJ, you know, there are three hosts and there are three hosts that are very busy. So sometimes you'll get one host. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get a guest host. So, and with that said, like, you know, hosting a comedy show, like they involve me. So like they'll, they'll talk to me and like, I have to, I have to have some sort of knowledge of what's going on to be able to respond to them or like say something interesting or right. like, like make a punch, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, but in, in terms of like just developing a set and going up, I haven't. I don't. I don't do that. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that was one of our questions because we kind of see that you have made this, this, uh, or maybe you're in both spaces of of hip hop and comedy. But it, you you haven't went over into stand up lane yet. Nah, I mean, <laughs> I think about it. I have stuff that I've written. You know what I'm saying? Like that I've toyed around with but and i i, I actually have I, I have done one stand-up show okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna um you, you know tone deaf and pack fm mm-hmm. they um i don't know if they still do it but they were doing like an annual comedy show where once a year they do stand-up whoa and they invited yeah they invited me to do it and i thought it, like i was like whatever fuck it. yeah it's just this rappers that do stand-up I'm, it'll be cool it was they did. They had like they had like thirty minute sets. Like, and I'm just like, <laughs> I come from <laughs> like I'm watch I'm watching people like I'm watching comedian comedians right. get up and you give them a like, tight five like, work out five <laughs> ten minutes, and I'm like, yo, I I don't have thirty minutes, but I got up there and I did maybe like ten minutes. Okay. Because the thing about it is just like you know, um, the the spaces between songs when you're performing like a Tiny Morgan show, mm-hmm. you gotta like. You gotta like talk to the crowd. You Banter. gotta do some crowd work and shit, and you gotta like really set up the song. So there is an element of like engagement there, and if you can just make it funny, yeah, you know, if it's not if it's, if you can make it more than like yo, so this next jam is number four on my CD, hit right, it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we've it, all been it, to that it works show. In your favor, yeah. <laughs> or like where the artist just, I mean, I feel like in some respects, like it's better to not say anything if you're not gonna 
be, like it's better to just like right, let the music the, speak the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If, if you if you don't have your your banter game tight, since since we're on the subject, who in your mind, uh, what rapper do you think has the most potential comedy chops? I mean, Open Mike Eagle obviously is not. We we exclude him from this conversation. But Man, who who else do you think? Yeah. just by kind of looking at them and and knowing a little bit about their work, do you think would have stand up comedy chops? Well, I obviously most deaf. I say most mm, deaf. He's done sure. stand up. Sure. Most yeah. deaf is great. Um, yeah. He's done full on stand up shows, though, so I don't know if he counts anymore. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, I would say um, Fonte, but Fonte, again, Fonte is another one. He did a he did a he did a, a stand up before oh, really? in oh, really? Chicago. Yeah, what can't he do? Yeah. It was it was one of those things like he just he I forget the story because I'm friends with the comedian I'm friends with the comedians whose shows he did whose show he had done and they said he just kind of like went up and did it there there isn't video footage of it it's not a thing where it was like a big deal it was just kind of like I'm just gonna do this shit real quick um, but who else uh, I would I mean I, I can't say Jean because she <laughs> clearly yeah. is not even like right. she has. A performance history of comedy at this point, but sure. uh, yeah, most Dev, most Dev, most Dev and Fonte are the two that come to mind immediately. But mainly because I know they've done comedy, right? Um, but man, I, you know what? I would say Fifty Cent, but he had that show on BET, <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't make him funny. So <laughs> he's situ- he's situationally funny. Right. I think if Off he sat back and told you stories, different. yeah, yeah. then then set up. No, that's. That's true. You wouldn't say Drake with Ghost Riders? <laughs> uh, well, you, uh, honestly, I, I thoroughly enjoyed him on SNL. So I yeah, would. Yeah. I, I'm I would, the same. I he's like got him timing. on SNL and the SBs more than I like his music, frankly. Man, listen, I'm I'm a Drake fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, his music is his music is good pop music. It's whatever. Like, I you know, right. I DJ, I play it. He has yeah. some jams and like like the bars are the bars are cool. It sounds like Instagram quotes. You know what I'm saying? It's just dope, <laughs> but. Like I'm, just, I'm waiting for Drake to, I'm waiting for Drake to go back to like his acting, right? Because that's gonna, like, if he does, like, he clearly, anytime he does like anything that involves acting, or like, mm-hmm. like the Chris Brown video that just came out, like, he was awesome in it. You know what I'm saying? He, yeah. he understands that muscle, mm-hmm. yeah. so I think he would be, I think he would be dope. I know. He's been... Somebody go. Oh, you know who would be good at comedy? T Pain. It's T Pain. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. No, that's true. He's he's a really naturally funny dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I from all the interviews I've seen him of yeah. this, I mean, he's not he's not a person with like you know, people have conversational bits where like yeah. if you ask them like they have quips and they have stories and yeah. anecdotes that they kind of tell on people when they run past people in conversations to like like work on them but they don't know they're workshopping them. Mm-hmm. T Pain is a kind T-Pain is the kind of dude you could tell just is naturally conversationally funny off the cuff and he's kind of like open enough to say things without a filter because he also doesn't really care right, right. about he's true to himself in a way that like a lot of people aren't so yeah. I think he would be dope as a comedian that's awesome and he actually made money from music he, his payday was the last kind of time people actually made money Not music on music that's, that's funny yeah. Yeah. yeah like he he's the pioneer man I, I love T-Pain absolutely um so let's talk about your new record a little bit. Um, listen to it this morning. It's dope. Um, a lot of different kind of beat styles on there. And I just, I thought it was really solid, really well put together. Um, kind of tell us about it, how it came together. Like what, what, what was the, 
I don't know if you have a theme for this one or like, is there anything like kind of behind it or was it just your next body of work you were ready to present to the public? It was definitely, um, it was, there's a theme behind it. Long story short, um, it's an album that it was called reiteration and it, I started it maybe 10 years ago. Oh wow. Oh, wow. And wow. yeah, but like, so, you know, Tanya Morgan, it was always a plan for Von P to do a full album for, uh, for him to produce a full album for me. Okay. But okay. when we started working on it, I got more inspired to do Don Cusack. Like there was just something, there was just something there that I was like, you know, like I was pulling at a thread there, it had a cohesive theme. And I, like there was a woman in my life at that moment that made me want to like write love songs. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was just, I was just in that space and like, I was in a weird space relationship wise too because it was just like I was in this. Let's. <laughs> I was in a really weird space relationship wise. Like there was mm. a, a girlfriend, a, a woman who wasn't my girlfriend, and like it was just a lot of shit going on. Um. So yeah, that album kind of came. That album kind of like I, I. What's the word? Um. It just I, I didn't have a choice. It's like I had mm. to do that. Well, I was kind of obsessed with finishing. Compelled, yeah. And then, like, you know, I've, I've done a couple projects just there, but the thing about doing a full album with Von P is that we work together on Tanya Morgan stuff so much that, like, I kind of, I always need to take a break creatively. So if you look at the Tanya Morgan discography and then look at my solo output, which is not like this ass body hurt, but it, anytime Tanya Morgan comes out and I have something that follows it, it's always something that, is completely left of whatever right. Tanya Morgan's doing. Sure. Mainly sense. because, mainly because, like, I, I know it doesn't make sense for, like, I, I know it doesn't make sense for people who are like, oh, well, consistency, and, you know, you want brand alignment, and you have Tanya Morgan, and it, you, what you do should sound more like that, if that's what you do. But I have a diverse palette, and the thing about my solo output is that a lot of times those projects are born of, like the same way that Tanya Morgan is, it'll just be close personal relationships. Like when I did um, Don Speaks, me and the guy who produced the Dash Speaks, we were like we're homies and we were hanging out all the time. We were right. in the studio together, um, so stuff like that. But this album, so in deciding to pick this back up, you know, me and Von, we talked, we were talking, and uh, I think I don't remember if it was him that spurred it or me, but it, like, it was just uh, it was just in the air, like, y'all, I'm, I'm going to finish this album. No, you know what it was? You know what it was? Hmm. Playlist Retreat. We went to Jazzy Jeff's Playlist Retreat. Oh, and okay. I remember, like, there was this, the theme of it was just, like, die empty. Like, don't let music <laughs> or let whatever you've been working on. Oh, that's cool. Don't yeah. let that. Yeah. Don't let that. don't let going to that in Delaware either this weekend or next weekend. Um, yeah, it's. It's, it's always like like that shit. <laughs> that's the golden ticket. Like when I saw uh, Revenge of the Dreamers, or whatever, mm-hmm. that shit looked dope. But I was like, yeah, what? What? Uh, sidebar. But yeah, so he um, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, so I went there and like the die empty thing happened, and that's when I came back. Like, all right, I'm getting this shit off myself. I got okay. to because it's it's the one grudge album I got to put out that I want to finish up. Mm-hmm. And the theme of the album was just more or less dealing with imposter syndrome. Like, sure. So long story short, the whole album is me having conversations with myself about myself. I'm talking to myself. I I do a lot of talking to myself out loud. Like New York Mm -hmm. is the type of place where if you walk down the street and hold a full conversation with yourself, you don't have to be like disheveled and homeless. You can be be a well-dressed person. Nobody, they just figure you were on the phone. Nobody's paying attention to anybody. So you can, it's a free-for-all. So for me, 
I do a lot of like really like sometimes I'll put my earbuds in and walk with no music and just talk right. out loud. Like so people think I'm on the phone, but um that's Solomon how I... Giorgio had a great line <laughs> about that. He was like, I just moved I just like got my own apartment for the first time and I've realized that talking to myself is a lot less crazy than being silent for twelve hours at a time. <laughs> it, it, that's some <laughs> that's real shit. Like, yo, straight up and that I was just I was literally just gonna say I live alone. Yeah. So okay. like okay. like it's the I'm the first person. I'm the only person I'm around a lot of times. So right. I, I talk to myself in the mirror and I talk to myself, whatever. And it just kind of bleeds out into the street. Mm. Um, but yeah, so the like the album, like um, like the first song, one word is just kind of like me establishing the premise of like um putting out a, a, like I'm rapping, I'm rapping, and like everything else is just kind of like various conversations about identity and about mm -hmm. who I think I am and. How I, who I, who I perceive myself to be, what I project myself to be, and how other people receive me, and like it's that whole thing about it's that whole thing about how people see you versus how, how you see yourself, mm -hmm. and grappling with it a little bit. And mm -hmm. also, for me anyway, I have my I, I rap, I produce, I DJ, I do comedy stuff, I do so many different things that sometimes I don't know who I am in a weird way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll be at a comedy show and just not really think about being a rapper. Like sometimes I turn it all, I'll turn it all the way off where mm. I just don't remember that <laughs> I'm a rapper <laughs> because you kind of, I mean, like I was, um, I was on a, I, I did an interview today and um, I was talking to one of the, the guests and he was talking about how, um, you know, like you have to, there's a, I, I'm, I'm going to fuck the quote up, but, Long like like in summation, it's this thing about like managing your ego. Mm -hmm. And if you go into these spaces with ego and with the weight of everything you've done and with, you know, I'm motherfucker, I'm me on it. <laughs> a lot of a lot of times that'll come across if if it if things don't pan out, it'll come across as a bigger failure because yeah. you're not coming at it from a place of humility and from a place of just like if right. this thing works, it's cool. There's right. an expectation on it because of who you are. And, but there's also that thing where you are you and you have yeah. done the things you've done yeah. and that shouldn't be discounted, but it should just be put into like perspective and the scope of whatever it is you're trying to achieve. So this album is, um, that's a very wordy way to say this album is just about identity and, um, imposter syndrome and just figuring out who I am at this point in my life. That's very well said. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, just to kind of quip on that, um, I was telling uh, Damone while we were kind of getting ready today, It's the the album is called One Word No Space, and I was just like, oh, is this his all caps? Is this like his his, his statement about how to say his name? <laughs> it, it is all caps, no cap. Right. <laughs> uh, now you, you know what it is? There's a there's a DJ in Philadelphia who I noticed on Instagram. His name is Don Space Will, uh, DJ Don Will. Okay. And like instead of me, like I, at first I was like maybe I should hit him hit him up and like hollering like yo what's the deal? Right. But also maybe his name is Don Will too. Yeah. Like, right. maybe Don that's Williams. Yeah. 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 I yeah like. Like I'm, I'm fairly certain he's aware of who I am. It's not like I'm an invisible person. And if right. you're anywhere online, you, like you know, you, you, 
If you're online in music and you're on the East Coast, chances are you see my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he's Googled his name and saying, saw your name. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right up above. Like, I'll just, I'll just put the space. I'll just put the space in my Boom. shit. Make a difference. Yeah. But so with that said, I like I had to research. Just I, I ended up trademarking my name just because um, the, I saw what he was doing. I saw what he was doing with merchandising. He has a really clean, really nice, like thing that he's doing like merch wise and i'm like i just don't want to see my name on a t-shirt and uh, like if any you know what i'm saying like I, i'm like nah man like <laughs> you can sell all the shit you want to sell but like let's just calm that part of it down right, you know okay. what i'm saying okay because yeah. again i'm not i'm not i'm not trying to stop anybody from getting getting their money getting getting like like building their brand whatever but i do have a little bit of i do have equity and i do have sure. mm-hmm sweat equity you know what i'm saying yeah. though i will say in hip-hop it's not unprecedented especially these days you have your aesop rock versus asap rocky you have your gift of yeah. gab and your gift dead gab it's just are we running out of names oh we're clearly out of names <laughs> yeah it, it, it's the same as like shout out to my, my homie dj low-key but it's the same as like i'm sure there's a low-key in every city Absolutely. you know what i'm saying i'm sure Absolutely. that there's totally. a there's uh, a in the in the bay a, we, we're both affiliated or we know this dude named dj fresh and it's yeah. just like there has to be a DJ Fresh from every era, in every city, in every town, in every crew. Yeah, yeah. No, we're right. We're it was. It was. At one point, it was in, in the eighties. It was DJ F R E S H. Then it became P H R E S H. Then it became F R E dollar sign H. Like it just keeps evolving. Right. And you have to kind of, you got to kind of accept the fact that you're never going to be a one of, like you'll be the the version of you. Like there's only one you, but. Right. There are like no ideas original. Yeah. To quote a Nas song. <laughs> um so tell us about uh Book of Rhymes, your awesome hip hop podcast. Uh Book of Rhymes is a a show where we sit down with up and coming artists and legends and just like for me it was a I've I've done a couple podcasts and um just the format of like just me talking to people is maybe it's interesting, but I don't think it's interesting. I think that me talking <laughs> to people, I think that I, I think that if I don't have a focused, like guided conversation, it kind of goes too far off the rails and it, it spills over and it just like, you know, it just becomes like, it, it, there's no point to it. So I, mm-hmm. I was like, I, the approach for this one would be, um, talking to people about specifically about the work. Cause the other thing about the other thing about um, hip, the hip hop podcasting space is I wanted to make sure that this stuff is archival. Like it, 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 mm. it lasts forever. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I wanted to make sure that I was doing something that could be considered something that could be can, I don't know how to pronounce the word canonical. Am I saying it right? Yes, Canonic, whatever. Yeah. But like they, they just put a podcast in the, in the national African history museum thing. Like mm. I, I want, like in my mind, I'm just like, this is stuff that if you, if you, if if you're a person writing about writing academically about rap, it'll be a source to cite. You know what I'm uh, saying? It won't absolutely. be some shit where it's yeah. just, yeah. Because I was having a conversation with uh, Mike. I, funny enough, with Mike Eagle about it. He's just like, you know, like, like there are certain podcasts and certain things, media out there that they're doing the work of, you know, making sure that everything is contextualized correctly because yeah. in the length of history, 
you never know who's going to be writing that history, so you got to write it yourself. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just that sort of thing where I'm trying to make sure that also these are people like, well, especially when it's the the, the older legacy acts, Those these are people who, like when I'm talking to Farrell Munch, I'm sitting there freaking the fuck out. Oh, because, right, right. Yeah, we've had a few moments like that ourselves. We all got the chills when Easy Moby answered the phone. We're just like, holy shit, this is happening. <laughs> right. And like, again, like, like, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm in this strange position where, like, I've been around Farrell March at least ten times. Right. Like, and we've had casual conversation. He's seen me perform. I've seen him perform. We know a bunch of same people, but we've literally never had a conversation longer than like, "Sup, you good? Yeah, man, you good? All right, where, where? I check out. It's just always been that. Right. So sure. it's nice to be able to like, like, sit down with these people and talk to them and tell them, a, I appreciate them, b. I, this is the the level of reverence I have for your work, mm. and then as a as an artist myself, to talk about writing processes and the creative right. process, and right. a, as, a, as a person who struggles with their own creative process, like I've been we're working on a new album now, and I'm just I call myself the hold up in the album process because a lot of times I'm the person that's like right. <laughs> like Von of like all right here, here's ten beats, and I'm like right, I'm gonna go DJ comedy shows now, I'll be <laughs> but. Like, uh, you know, I'm at, I'm at that point now where I'm trying to figure out exactly what to write about. Like, you know, just living life a little bit and, like, figuring out how to make it entertaining. But, mm. yeah. So, in a, like, that's that's a book of rhymes. And book, we um, it's me, and it's produced by this guy, Cargo Sia, a classic material in New York. He, crazy clothing brand. They have, like, a bunch of dope shirts. And, uh, Mika from uh, Combat Jack fame. Okay. She does a lot of dope shit. Nice. Okay. Nice. Um, I want to talk about something, and it's a little old at this point, but I just kind of want to see what you think about it, and I'm not going to remember the woman's name, but there was a hip-hop versus comedy controversy a couple of weeks ago where Comedy Central ran a promo, and there was a younger woman comedian, and she kind of made a joke about uh, the triple X tentacion. Yeah, Dina Hashem. Thank you. It was Dina Hashem and yeah. triple X. Um, so yeah. can you – talk about that a little bit like did, did you like have a thought on that as a rapper or as a comedy adjacent person or just as someone who Man. is on twitter like what was your what were your thoughts on that i thought it was a really well-crafted joke and i know that dina is a, is a comedian that doesn't necessarily take cheap shots mm. she thinks out her shit really well so she's she's again it's not like she just she's probably fully aware of who triple x is she's probably fully aware of his fan base she's fully aware of the circumstances surrounding his death is, is where you can be like, like whatever. I mean, she's not like a rapper herself, but she's definitely in tune with the culture and shit and like okay. music. Right. Uh, so that like that joke was like, in my opinion, <clears throat> as far as jokes go, it was a really well-crafted joke. It was, it was intellectually funny, if not physically funny, you know what I'm saying? Like, like it's something you like, huh, that is a, that is a, that's a thought, a, a comical way to approach thinking about that. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, and I think that I don't really even fully remember the joke, but I think that what happens is when these snackable moments and these tidbits hit the internet, yeah, they're designed for that. They're they're right. literally designed for people. Outrage. Like that's how they gain traction. Yeah, outrage bait. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like even like if if you put like there's nothing that's unanimously just collectively 
everybody loves it. Like, there's always somebody looking for an angle to, like, to, like, I guess, fragment some of the traction that's getting and steered in their direction. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like if if I make a a perfect example, I made a, a – <laughs> I tweeted about some, like, it was some cotton candy thing where people just dump the cotton candy That's in a fucking yes. aquarium. That was so funny. I and, love that. Yeah, so, like, thank you. But, like, I, I posted it, and then somebody was just like, so, like, people were just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Somebody said some shit, like, what did they say? They said, uh, we didn't need a video to show us this. Everyone knows cotton candy dissolves. Oh, my and we, God. I was four. It's just like, it's like, dude, like, you don't have to explain them. Like it, totally. it's that thing where, like, I get it. You just it's just point counterpoint, point counterpoint, point yes. counterpoint. And I do want to yeah, pause a lot of to explain the tweet because it's one we're in a audio medium, and two probably not everyone follows us all on Twitter and is checking our retweets and they your should. original tweets. But the the joke was someone's throwing cotton candy in a fish tank and your kind of riff on it, which was really funny, was this is what it feels like to put your shit out on the internet. It's just this endless supply of things you have that just disappear immediately. So just so everyone is on the same page. And that was that was specifically about putting out an album because like we were we were having these conversations about just streaming numbers. And I, I told like I told the label, I was like, man, like. Once the vinyl sells out, I'll keep promoting it, but my job is done. I'm not right. selling infinity. Like, I'm not <laughs> going to sit and sell these motherfuckers X's and O's for as long as they can handle them. Like, no, like, the people who stream it, stream it. Wherever they get it from is where they get it from. Right. I'll, I'll try to sell MP3s. I'll try to sell cassettes. I'm not fucking pushing... Right, you can't push pebbles push up every a hill. You know what I'm project saying? Like, into perpetuity just because it's still available to stream. That just doesn't make sense as a campaign or as like how you need to be spending your time. Right, and even if if you consider yourself like where you are as an artist, me personally, which is a kind of redundant thing to say, but me personally, <laughs> I feel like I feel like you know, knowing and understanding that you've hit. You've hit a sizable portion of your of your current target audience. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine, you know what I'm saying. Like, and you can, like, I'll, I'll again, I'll, I'm keep promoting it. My album is dope, and I want people to hear it. But I also am not a broken record, and that's not interesting for anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, yeah. So like, yeah, like, like just and there's there's this thing where you're trying to figure out how to repackage something over and over again, and how to like make people interested in it, and how to like angle them and get their attention and it becomes it, it literally it 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 drains the joy of holding a, a, the first for the first time ever a vinyl copy of a record that you made yeah. that you like you know like a a, a really one a album that you just kind of were, were you thought it was just gonna be like a, a, a digital download it's, it's on vinyl like that mm. in my mind like i won you know what i'm saying yeah, sure. I, yeah. I got to i got to put like the i got to for the vinyl version, I, I have like a split sequence. So like the album is 12 tracks and like on the album, the the song, the train has this like interlude and like in the middle of the song, not the train is called, I bet the, the song is not called the train. It's called, um, service delays okay. because Vaughn made me rename all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I just, I left him the names of the beats and he was like, man, you can't, you got to name these shits, whatever. <laughs> So I, I tend to forget the names of the songs. Like, sidebar, perfect example. The song Uppermost was supposed to be called Believe It, but my muscle memory made me write Uppermost on the track list because I never called the song Believe It outside of a text message exchange. Oh, wow. But 
But back to what I was saying, like uh, the song "Service Delays" is a split is split in half on the vinyl. So, like when you hear the song fade out, like as you listen to the album, like the, the train passes by, that's where side one ends, and then side uh-huh. two picks up. So it's like I, I, and then like I put like a secret little bonus message at the end of the at the end of the side the B side on the vinyl that it just exists on vinyl. Like I literally mm-hmm. before they sent it to mastering, uh, not to mastering to press, mm-hmm. I just I just turned on Logic and put in a beat and just like talked this shit and like did some shit and then like attached it to the sequence and yeah. sent it in. That's awesome. And the <laughs> the label was like you know like Hypnot was just like he was like uh, my guy Joe was like. Because on the song, on the song, I said, if you're hearing this right now, you are listening to an unmixed, unmastered song that the label has no idea is going to be on the album or some shit. And and, and like, and, and he texted me like, I just want you to know I heard your little message, and I'm gonna let it rock. That's dope. But so it's just like it's like fun doing fun stuff like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's just kind of who I am, and the fact that I got to do that and people bought it and there are people who have no idea that it's that sitting in a living room and there are people who do like that's kind of what i'm in it for and when it's when it becomes about streaming numbers and figuring out how to like really how to how to like move this thing into these spaces where people may or may not want it like i have the luxury right now of being the artist that is you know people know who i am people under people have a relationship to my music mm-hmm. but I also you know like we're not it's it's not the thing where like logic I, I i use logic mainly because he's a he's a a he's a polarizing artist and b he has a big enough name where if logic puts out a song people that don't like logic will hear a song right yep. if i if i put out a song it's mainly people that just like me. you know what i'm saying right. like people right. aren't i don't you know like people it's, it's not it's not spreading past a core fan base of people and people if people want to spread it around to other people chances are they're spreading it to people who are going to listen based on a word of mouth referral because they right. trust the homie's opinion. Sure. It's not like a billboard radio TV campaign where uh, a, a little, a little Uzi Vert fan is going to hear this trapped out. I mean, right. a boom bap rap shit and be like, what is this? You know right. what I'm saying? So that's, that's a, that's an interesting commentary, especially when you think about um, the, the cotton candy metaphor. It seems as though, uh, actual formats are starting to come back, um, which is which is really dope. And you, with Tanya Morgan, you guys were kind of like one of the first viral things that that I remember. Like how how has that been? Like the transition from, you know, you guys were were doing innovative shit in the MySpace era to like now it's about record and tape again. It's it's an interest. It's interesting to see, and it's one of those things where we did it. We were doing it like we pressed up a cassette tape for Moonlighting that literally we just gifted to. I think we pressed up. <laughs> I think we pressed up a hundred, hundred fifty or a hundred cassette tapes where mm-hmm. we we did it as like a a promo item to market ourselves. So we sent it to Bobito. We sent it to like all these cats mm-hmm. that you know what I'm saying, in hopes that they would listen to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a cassette tape in. It's a cassette tape like in early 2000s where, you know, people may have had cassette decks, mm. cassette decks still, but right. like now, now I don't know if anyone has a cassette deck and people are really buying cassettes. And it's one of those things where it's, I look at it like the same way. Um, 
people who buy vinyl toys and shit. Like it's just yeah. it's just owning lifestyle something item. that yeah, like it, it doesn't really and, and, and that that's kind of like a thing about the vinyl that makes me sometimes I get sad thinking about that. The fact that I would have loved for the vinyl to have just gone to you know people who listen to their records or who really right. care about things being pressed on vinyl and you know like the you have I have I have supporters who I'm fairly certain just bought the vinyl because of something that I put out. Yeah. And you know I like I I'm not knocking that. I'm just no, saying like That's great to have. Like <laughs> I I'm saying like it, it's nice to be able to get things to the people who are going to enjoy them the most. Um right. but with that said, um I think that as Tanya Morgan we've always had ideas that were we've had ideas that were bigger than we could actually achieve. Like when we were doing Brooklyn mm -hmm. Addy, we were trying to get the city put on Google maps for like a week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that sort of, that level wow. of just like, hack, okay. like hacking the system. Yeah. Okay. Like we were talking to people at Google, <laughs> but that level of, <laughs> that level of just like, how far can we take this? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what's the wildest shit we could do? And like, um, you know, I think that the hardest thing about um, continuing to be innovative in that way as a artist in 2019 is for, for me or us is just that um, this life, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the, the form your dreams take, like, like your dreams kind of become, especially when something you dream of doing or something you want to do, it becomes not only like a reality becomes becomes like okay now it's a job now yeah, it's yeah. now it's like and now it's not only a job but there are people who actually care like so before you were shooting your shot you were just you were just in the studio pushing every button to see what sound it made and now there are people that are like oh that's the sound that you make let's see what it sounds like the next time and mm. cool there are people with expectations it, it was you know like all that stuff starts to weigh on you and it becomes a thing where Again, this may be me overthinking. This may be me like putting too much weight on myself. It becomes this thing where it's harder to it's hard to live up to what you think people's expectations of you are. Okay. okay. But it's easier when you just remember that um, nobody. You. It sounds cliche, but you can't please anybody. You can please yourself. Right. You know, like even in pleasing yourself you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be like, there's, it's just better to come to things with no expectation because the minute you expect something or the, like the minute it doesn't meet those expectations or exceed them, you're going to be disappointed. And that's kind of like my one thing that I've lived by. And it kind of has kept me saying through this process too, because we've been um, rebuilding hip knot and like, in a way, like, you know, just doing a lot of, um, just trying to like make like, like, um, trying to like groom the the audience to a become a vinyl buying audience mm. b you know like um be patient with us in terms of like the output and consistency and figuring out you know like release schedule and stuff and i like just really make it to like shape it up a little bit um Are and you it's, by it's any just chance, been a, uh watching the rick rubin shangri-la documentary on showtime 
I watched it last week. It is amazing. I, I you appear to have reached some Rick Rubin like conclusions about music, kind of on your own. Is the only reason I bring it up. I'm also really enjoying watching it. But some of the stuff you're saying, I was like, man, this guy didn't even need Rick Rubin's beard and bare feet to get to this like very centered <laughs> place about your career and your role in music. So I'm I'm just trying to like appreciate it, but also kind of bro down with you about this awesome documentary. But. This, so the thing I, I think I think the thing that I came to terms with was that being that I was I was the de facto like manager of the group because mm-hmm. I'm in the group and I'm like there has to be a day to day person. Yeah, we're split up in various places, so I'm the day to day person at that point because I'm talking to everybody all the time. Sure, I'm also advancing the shows and like doing logistical shit with touring, like doing logistical shit with the labels and whatever, whatever, yada yada. Yeah. Um. So with that said, I was never able to fully. I was. I always had to like be able to step outside of myself and outside of the group and look at and pull it apart. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. look at our strengths and our weaknesses and examine like examine our audience and not necessarily get mad when people say they didn't like our music. Like like as, a, as an artist, you want to just be able to be pure with your emotions. Like oh, you don't like me? Well, fuck you then. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make <laughs> something to diss you. And me, I'm like, yeah, I can see why you don't like it. It's, it's not for everybody. Right. I mean, but for the people that it's for, we'll really do some dope shit for you. Yeah. And like, also just my philosophy in life in general is that, um, like, I I think that it just doesn't, I try not to get worked up about stuff. I try not to get too, like, riled up. Uh, the funny thing is I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I haven't had an argument, like, just, a, just an argument of any sort with a person in years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't. That's a like, good there's place nothing. to be at. <laughs> and, yeah, like, it, honestly, there, there's been a lot of, like, resigning to your position. We're like, like, well, I just believe what I believe. You believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. We just have to believe our own shit and, like, figure out a way to, like, come in the middle of that. But, like, I, I'm not, there's nothing I care enough about that, except for, like, family or, or right. not even money at this point. Like, there's nothing I care about enough to like just be be mad like i'm not gonna let somebody control my emotions like that because mm. that's one of those things where you know i i need that and that's at, at least i can be able to decide if i'm gonna be happy or mad and like if i do i'm a person I, I i have depression and shit if i do wake up and i'm in that space i want to be able to say that like nobody put me there you know what i'm saying and you make yeah. a choice yeah that's that's dope. See, you you listen to the Dad by Rap Pod, you get insightful interviews and life game uh, from from talk Don about it. Himself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, we we really appreciate you making the time and chopping it up with us, taking a break from uh, the dim debates. Uh, please, everybody, go out and check out the new album, Don Will. One word, no space, um, on all streaming platforms, and the vinyl is still circulating. It's out there. Yeah, we got. Um... There are like maybe Fat Beats bought the rest. I think we have like twenty copies or so floating around. Okay. Some of them are in physical. Okay. Some of our some of them are in physical locations. Like a friend of mine went and bought it from the store in Chicago. So okay. I don't know where they're at. Um, hopefully, people will pick it up, try to find it wherever it's at, get it shipped to you. Because we only pressed a hundred, and I wow. think of those hundred, like maybe excuse me, like 85 or 90 made it into circulation because, you know, we had to have a couple for Held back. archival purposes. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well, well, we we appreciate you making the time, man, and we encourage everybody to check out the new work, listen to the podcast, and all the above. Dude, you were mad cool. Thank yeah, you for man. doing this. Appreciate it. No, And, and thank you guys so much for um, 
having me on. Like, you know, I, I enjoyed the podcast. I heard the JJ Fad episode. Like when I saw when I saw JJ Fad was on there, I was like, JJ Fad was like the first cassette tape that I bought. I'm like, I'm, I'm already in here, dude. That's awesome. Thank but, you for saying that. <laughs> it, it was cool for us to talk to her as well. Oh, that's hilarious, man! Like, yeah, it's best. That's that's that that kind of put the stamp for me. But yeah, like you guys do a really dope podcast, and you know what I'm saying. Appreciate. I'm honored to be here. Thank you, sir. All right, so man, be well. All right, man. Peace. rap pod that was our interview with the super cool don will dude, when he episodes. said he liked the jj fat episode i dude, just got so happy dude i was lifted yeah. i'm just like dude does he, he does he really listen because he was setting it up like i appreciate being on the program and in my mind i'm like dude have you have you heard the program no and- it's just funny because that that one in particular that like we we loved talking yes. to mcjb but it didn't like do big numbers or sure. anything but for us it's like of course i want to talk to her absolutely it's just like it makes sense in our construction of what we like about hip hop and who we want to talk to and the fact that she was available and fuck so cool. It lined up 30th anniversary and to be seen, uh, that Don will someone who has a dope podcast himself. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was super cool. Definitely go out and check out one word, no space. Um, and we, you know, we're, we're out here. We be podcasting. Uh, we are on all the fly platforms, excuse me, Google play, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes ain't a thing no more. iTunes is dead. No, they have it. Well, they uh, you can still use it. I think okay. they're not updating it anymore. Okay. Like software only dies when your computer crashes. Gotcha. You know what I mean? You gotcha. won't be able to download it anymore. But I think a lot of people still use it. I still use it. Okay, it's like Pornhub. It's like it's still there. But <laughs> okay. Um. So we're not on Pornhub, but we. Uh, Honestly, that's probably where the people are. Well, that's where the SoundCloud comments come from, apparently. Um, <laughs> we're definitely on SoundCloud. Check us out there. Um, interact with us on all of the major social media platforms. Uh, there's definitely a robust discussion happening on Twitter. Hop and in and disagree with me. Shout out to the people who DM about technical issues. Um, we appreciate we that. try to fix it within as soon as humanly possible. Sometimes sure. I just don't have my laptop with me at work, but a couple right. of people have pointed out a couple things and I really, really appreciate yeah, it. We don't, don't hesitate. Yeah. If you're having trouble accessing the show, I will send you the files. Like I'll make sure you can hear the show yeah. and we will thank you for letting us know things go on. Cause it just is not always evident from the back end. So shout yeah. out to all y'all. Yeah. User generated uh, feedback. We appreciate. And yeah, we just appreciate everybody listening um, the, the listener numbers are growing, but not to the extent that we can, uh, you know, even buy coffee right now. So <laughs> what we need y'all to do is if you really enjoy this and you have, you know, friends, homies, people who are, who are into the culture that would dig the conversation, please hip them to what we're doing. Dad bod rap pod, dad bod rap pod.com. Um, Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, Frickin', uh, leaving reviews and rating the show oh, on yeah. all the platforms is like super important. Spotify, yeah. we're up on Spotify. You're already there anyway. Yeah, click Listen. over, give us a follow. Yeah, when you get done with 
Chance's 27 track album. Just uh, <laughs> check out us talking about it for 27 uh, minutes. Not to go back to this, but like the affectation of him calling it an album the whole time. A-O-W-B-U-M. It was, it's like I didn't ch- even catch the chance album. Like oh. he teased that for like three months. Like this is the kind of juvenilia that drives me insane. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude. It's like, dude, you're 28. Stop. Yeah, yeah no, totally. I get you. I get anyway, you. Anyway, not to get into a whole thing on yeah. that again. But so, if you disagree with our take uh, on Chance the Rapper, you you agree, or if you want to buy Nate's uh, three hat, uh, <laughs> hit us up, Dad Bod Rap Pod. Check us out every Thursday. Peace. All the beats on today's show were provided by DJ Mentos, the Freshmaker, um, someone we connected with on Twitter. Um, he just mentioned today, actually, that his album was on Spotify, and I clicked over and listened to a couple things, and was just like, hey man, can I use these? And he was like, yes, that would be dope, and so here we are. You're listening to his music. The album is called Fresh Air. Also want to give a big shout out to our homie Dave Ma who couldn't be with us today. We always want everyone to be here when we do the show, but he's in London, isn't it, bro? Uh, Come home soon, Dave. All right. Peace, everybody.